0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
1: Hey, Her Hoopstats fans, it's Megan Gower back with another episode of Her Hoopstats Unplugged podcast. I'm here this week with Aaron Barzalay. Hi, Aaron.
2: Hey, how you doing? It's good to be back. It was the off season for a while. First podcast we've done in a little over a week.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely good to be back. Um, I missed last week because I was in D.C., but definitely worth missing it to be there. Uh, But excited to be back on all this week.
2: Yes. And, I, you know, we've definitely got a lot of uh, exciting podcast plans. I know, like I said, John took the week off, but we've been reaching out to a number of folks. I think people will be really excited about some of the uh, very special guests that John Little's going to have on our Monday um, Hi-Fi podcast. So definitely uh, encourage you to tell your friends. Don't forget to uh, rate and review us and uh, tell folks to subscribe. And if you're listening, you haven't subscribed yet, please do.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely exciting time coming up in women's basketball. We just finished the WNBA finals last Thursday around like the three week countdown to NCAA season. So it's coming up real fast. So lots of exciting stuff coming up.
2: And you're a league too, right? Basketball never stops.
1: Yes, exactly. Definitely one of the
2: best uh, (laughs) taglines or branding uh, ads. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yes, especially
2: true for the women's game too.
1: Yeah, agreed. Especially true for the women's and the men's too. I mean, NBA is up in preseason already. That's kicking off, I think, this weekend, right, for regular season. So Yeah,
2: the preseason's well, happening. Big uh, opening game on Tuesday for the NBA. Uh, big uh, news today for women's basketball supporter Bradley Beal signed a giant contract, so mm-hmm. hopefully he's well on his way to uh, – I, you know, I don't know how it would work, right, since – uh He works for Ted Leonsis. Would he ever buy the Mystics? But uh, that's a topic for another day. Uh, NBA players buying WNBA teams,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, but there's no doubt
2: when I started paying attention to women's basketball, uh, when we started her hoop stats, like I was definitely used to the rhythm of uh, men's basketball. Where basically from about kind of mid to late July through like Labor Day is kinda you have off and that's just not the case for mm-hmm. uh women's basketball coaches, fans, announcers. I mean, people are working basically year round.
1: Yeah, definitely. And other exciting women's basketball news today, too, the New York Liberty announced that their home arena for 2020 is going to be Barclays Center, which is definitely a huge upgrade from the Westchester Counter Center. So I was really excited to see that news should be great for the Liberty fan base and just getting more traction for those games as well.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was cool that they're going to keep the New York Liberty name. I saw David Levy, the CEO, COO, I don't know exactly what his title is at the whole, uh, Brooklyn organization uh, said that, you know, there's so much history, they're not at all interested in changing that. Although it would be interesting to see if they can do some of the cool stuff with the jerseys the way they've done for the Brooklyn uh, and the Brooklyn Nets jerseys. Those look very cool.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I do see that they've got a new hashtag, at least with the Brooklyn theme of Brooklyn Loud 2020. So That's been going around Twitter and Instagram today, but definitely really exciting news for WNBA fans, especially with most people probably assuming that Sabrina Ionescu will be landing in New York in uh, May this year. So really great venue to get kind of fans in to watch her. Definitely a big ticket for the WNBA next year.
2: Yeah, if they do move forward with that, uh, I mean, I think uh, New York is going to love her.
1: Yeah, agreed. She's a fun player to watch. Can't imagine that it would hurt people coming to the games at all. It would be definitely a great draw for New York.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe we should talk a little bit about the Liberty uh, later. But first, I think we should definitely focus on Game 5 and your experience there. Um, Obviously, it was an amazing game. uh, Very thrilling. Uh, I'm curious how many kids are going to be named uh, Emma now? (laughs) How many newborns are going to be named Emma versus Elena uh, I bet Emma's definitely going to move up a little bit. I suppose there must be many more kids named Emma in a given year anyhow. But in the D.C. area, we could definitely see a baby boom there.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was a total whirlwind experience to be there. It was really exciting. Um, I was literally in D.C. for, I think it was like 20 hours. So I was going <laughs> to say, crazy. when
2: did you when did you fly? How did that work?
1: So yeah, I took like the Or when did you
2: just, let's start with, when did you decide you were going to go?
1: So, the Sun won the game on Tuesday night, right? Right. Yeah. So it was Tuesday night that they won, and I was sitting on a train on the way home from New York from work, and I was like, mm, maybe I should go, but I had had like two glasses of wine, so I was like, mm, I should probably not make this decision right now. Two so, glasses of
2: wine on the train, or before you got on the train?
1: Before I got on the train. Nice. <laughs> a, a work, work event, back. hopefully.
2: Yep. Yeah. It <laughs> was um, good wine then.
1: Yes. Uh, So I was like, all right, maybe shouldn't make this decision right now. So I woke up Wednesday morning and I was like, no, I definitely want to go. So I booked, I think it was like a, it was the earliest flight out of Hartford. It was like a 5.30 a.m. flight out of Hartford into DC. And then I took the way back was the less fun part. I had like the Amtrak points from work to make it free. So I was like, I'll take the train. But it was like a 3.30 a.m. train from dc that got me to hartford at like 9:30 a.m so that was a wait rough. you left
2: dc i did not know this you've left dc at 3:30 a.m friday morning
1: yep <laughs> like
2: while uh, elena was curling up with uh, the trophy you yep. were uh, <laughs> curling,
1: curling up, 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 up with the
2: window seat or whatever
1: yep exactly
2: <laughs> oh that is rough did you go to sleep at all
1: yeah i, I guess you didn't have a hotel yeah. Well, I did get a hotel actually for when I got oh. there because I was like, all right, I want to be able to like sleep for two hours and shower. And, you know, I <laughs> had the points from work for that too, so that helps. Um but
2: Do you yeah. who has more who has more points, do you think? You or Holly bro?
1: Oh, definitely Holly Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have to imagine. She has way more, especially airline points than I do. But <laughs>
2: Yeah, we need to research that. We definitely need to research that. So, wow. So you travel. You, yeah. So, and gee, and you've been feeling a little under the weather this week. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Could, I can't imagine why. <laughs>
2: yeah. But. Wow. So that must have. Yeah. You, you're not kidding when it was a whirlwind. So you got in. I saw you took a really cool picture from the National Mall.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I walked in. When I got in in the morning, it was literally still dark because, you know, it's only an hour flight from Connecticut. So <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> I had like breakfast in the airport and then like went and walked around a little bit because I haven't been to D.C. in probably over 10 years. So it's been a while since I've been down there. Uh, it's kind of nice to get the monuments mostly to myself at that time in the morning other than some people out running. So It looked like
2: hard. it. I mean, you definitely had a great view. I was half expecting... um who the Captain America to be run by you? Uh, <laughs> right? I think that's the scene from uh, from uh, when he meets what's his name Falcon or whatever. Um, but uh, wow, yeah, so that's cool. What's your favorite uh, monument, by the way? Did you did you get to it?
1: Um, I think my favorite is actually the Jefferson one, which I did not get to yes. because that's like kind of out of the way. Um, I just kind of walked up the national mall because i was going to work in the hotel so I took a me too it's
2: through, definitely so. undervalued i 100 percent agree and would strongly strongly recommend anyone heading to dc to make sure they get out there i think uh you know everyone sees lincoln and and that sort of thing and you can't miss the washington monument but jefferson's really really cool
1: yeah, definitely agree. Remember that one from the last time I was there, but didn't quite make it out this time. So hopefully next time I be in, I go to DC, it'll be for a little more than 20 hours.
2: <laughs> wow. So you did the sightseeing super early in the morning and then you said you had a normal work day?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I just went to the hotel yeah. for the day and then headed over to the arena. So, yeah, crazy day, but a good day. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's so many highlights, but I got to say one of my favorite, and we should definitely post the picture when you uh, post this uh, tonight or tomorrow morning or whatever, but uh, that picture of the five of you from Her Hoop Stats that were all there covering the game was just uh, just amazing. Uh, it was kind of a great moment. Yeah, I would have loved to have been there. I hope it was cool to be there and meet everybody, and that wasn't just anticlimactic for you. <laughs> (laughs) And, uh, um, but yeah, it just kind of was a nice moment to kind of reflect on where we started and where we are now.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome to have five of us there. I've met Natalie and Chris before, but I never met Dominic or Jen in person, so that was awesome. <laughs> when Jen and I met each other, we were like, yeah, I feel like I kind of know you because we've been working together for, you know, a year. So even though we've never met in person, it feels like we know each other pretty well.
2: Well, I'm all about having that picture up in Slack so that we can actually have a vague sense of what people look like.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so, no, did, was,
2: were you like puzzled at who who uh, who was who, or were you able to instantly recognize everybody <laughs> when they kind of walked around?
1: I think I was pretty much able to figure out who everyone is. I think we're all friends on social media and such, so right. kind of all know what each other looks like, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was awesome to have um, five of us there. Jen and I actually sat next to each other for the whole game. So kind oh, of got awesome. to it as a Mystics fan that she is and then a Sun fan myself. <laughs> kind of bantered back and forth a little bit there, but it was it was definitely fun. <laughs> Did
2: you go all out on the trash talking or not? You both yeah, seemed no, polite not, to me.
1: Not at all yeah no not all out on the trash talking plus we were both pretty busy tweeting but <laughs> yeah which i appreciate but um
2: <laughs> yeah you know people ask me about that like i'm definitely very post fan um and that i or post fandom right i just kind of root for everybody i'm interested in the league i'm interested in uh you know just having good games right so mm-hmm. um so people are always kind of looking at me like who's your favorite team and it's like at this point i don't really have one <laughs> um, but so it's kind of cool i think that you guys still do
1: yeah, no, I would definitely say I'm a Sun fan, but also will forever be a Nafisa Collier fan, so I have a little bit of a Lex rooting in me too. <laughs> well,
2: that's where the world's going, right? More people rooting for players than teams. Mm-hmm interesting so um so yes yeah, so what was it like to be there were you you got to be go on the floor a little bit pre-game and then you guys were sitting i think it's is it would you how good were your seats for the media section were they, they relatively high good. or not so, that bad
1: yeah so the arena is actually in washington is pretty small so we were up in like the second level but it was really not that far from the court at all um so that was good the f- crowd was awesome and they were so loud the whole game they um, had I don't know the beginning. I think I posted a video of it on Twitter. But the Mystics bench does this thing when the starters go out on the court. It's called like swag surfing or whatever. But the whole crowd right. was swag surfing and screaming, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was an excellent venue to be in for the last. Game Did of you the see finals. the
2: swag surfing and the like... S- Celebration the next day or whatever, yes, whatever they the did.
1: Video of Mike Tebow, flag surfing <laughs> is probably one of my favorite things. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I don't know where that ranks in the Mike Tebow dancing video pantheon. We've seen a few, right? Because they had one in the at the end of the regular season where they were on some boat out on the Potomac, I assume. <laughs> uh, and he was also getting down.
1: Yeah, it was great. I think between like of video content I've seen from or live content I saw from the finals that, and then the mascot of the panda doing. Um, snow angels and the confetti when it came down at the end of the game. or like Up, <laughs> up there's Prime Video content. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a trivia question that I have been um, curious about. But as Jen said, uh, you know, it's, we don't know how to research it. But I think it's amazing that the mascot is a panda, and that's also Christy Tolliver's nickname. I'm trying to think of any example in any kind of major or even minor uh, sports team that uh, where the mascot has had the same name is like the nickname of a player
1: yeah nothing i can think of off the top of my head
2: <laughs> yeah i mean they don't call them the fighting Nafises feces yukon <laughs> right so yeah. yeah no, it seems in incra- great Saints. i don't know why the, i mean i assume the panda is the mascot because of the national zoo right which makes sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah does make sense he also does, whoever plays the mascot there does an excellent job quality Yeah. So if anyone has
2: any insight <laughs> if anyone has any insight that's listening definitely uh, drop us a line uh, you know tweet uh, you can reply to the tweet about this podcast or just email us podcast at herhoopsdats.com because I'm definitely very very curious about it
1: definitely so we should probably talk a little bit about that actual game <laughs>
2: um, uh, if you want yeah. but yeah so what I mean what did you see what were your uh, thoughts as you were watching it
1: um, I think in terms of like, I don't know how the Mystics like closed it out was definitely insane. They just really down the stretch kind of were the team that was able to step it up. I think it was around five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They went up by two and then just managed to go on an eight-zero run, like they had the whole crowd behind them it just really kind of came out and closed it out. And that was like in basically two minutes by like three minutes. They were up by 10. Um... Yeah, Were you confident?
2: How were you feeling in the first half as a Connecticut Sun fan?
1: In the first half, I didn't really have any strong feelings. It kind of went back and forth all half. So it was kind of like, you know, all other four games we saw someone come out really big in the half and kind of be up. And then in the first half of this one, it was pretty much even most of the way through. Um, I think it was like a two point game at the end of the half or so. So pretty close. Um, so, at some point, I mean, I felt fine. Like, I wasn't like we were down by 12 or something, and I was worried. But... Yeah,
2: nor up 12, right? It felt like the game yeah. was still a toss-up.
1: Exactly, yeah. Kind of felt like.
2: And I think, remind me again, Miesman, I don't think had done much in the first half, if I remember correctly. Yeah,
1: I think her first half was kind of slow. They had the starters out mostly, but then, of course, she came out, and I forget what she finished with. I'm pulling it up now. Great radio. Um, but... Yeah, no,
2: I was under the, while you are saying that, I was, uh like, I kind of had the feeling, like, ne- neither team had really... Distinguished themselves, right? I remember it was 1717 because 17, that was the numerology of the whole uh, series. And so, but because of that, I sort of believed that Washington was going to win. And then in the third quarter, I guess Connecticut just came out strong and you were just, and they went up by, what was it, like eight or nine, I think we said in the middle of the third quarter. And it just seemed like, wow, Connecticut might, you know, is really going to do this. There was a moment when it felt like uh, Connecticut
1: was on its way. Yeah, and then it it kind of evened it out to start off the fourth, and then domestics went on that run and it was gone. But yeah, Mason finished with like twenty two points. It looks like three rebounds and three assists. So just another incredible performance from her. Yeah,
2: and I gotta say when when Washington answered, which I felt like they did a lot uh, during really the playoffs, but the series in particular. I thought at that point it was definitely going to be Washington's even before they made the decisive run. I think by the time – the fact that Washington was able to close the gap at the end of the third quarter, I was like, oh – this is uh, a good omen for the Mystics.
1: Yeah, no, I agreed. I thought when you know, Connecticut went on that run, I was feeling pretty good by the, you know, whatever that was, middle of third quarter. And then by the time it was so close at the end of the fourth quarter, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> it was definitely a stressful situation. I think Jen and I were both sitting next to each other, stressing out. <laughs> score at like the two-point game at the end of the fourth but <laughs> or end of the third. Yeah, on,
2: on the seesaw, as they say, right? <laughs> it's going back and forth. Yeah. I don't know it was, it was great. Basketball was a great series. Um, you know, I was really glad I hadn't realized, I remember looking at, that. I hadn't realized that like, I think four out of the last five series have gone five games. Oh, wow. uh, although as we'll talk about a little bit, I think it had been a while before that. So, um, I think part of that's the playoff format, um, right. Where they get the two, set it up. So the two best teams can possibly, uh, meet in the finals rather than be in the Eastern conference or Western conference finals. So, um, so yeah, it was great basketball and a great, uh, advertisement really for the wnba
1: agreed really couldn't have asked for a better game to watch it was back and forth pretty much the whole way a lot of great plays a lot of great performances by players on both teams so
2: so do you have a flashball memory besides uh um and, uh, in the confetti and doing snow angels
1: <laughs> um, i think there was just like a couple Alyssa thomas plays that like really blew me out of the water she's been incredible for the sun all playoffs long i thought if the sun Ended up winning it. She was the obvious choice for MVP. Um, obviously, Misamun was kind of the obvious choice for MVP on the Mystic side, uh, but there was just a couple like baskets where she really like took it through a couple defenders and drove to the hoop. Which, when you like add in the fact that she's got two torn labrums, um, is just really incredible. And then afterwards, in the press conference, they like asked her, you know, shoulder surgery in your future, and she's like, Nope, I'm getting on a plane in like two days to go play overseas. So. It's incredible what she's able to keep doing through that. Industry. Yeah, I don't
2: understand that. And so is she just got to have an injured two torn rooms for the whole European season. Is she going to have surgery when the European season's over? At some level, that might be the financial move, right? Because she's getting paid more there, but it just seems crazy.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the fact that she's going overseas is an unfortunate testament to what the pay gap is. And the fact that she feels like she's got to do that, right, to make the money that she needs to make for the year but um hopefully yeah she'll get be able to get treatment or surgery or whatever she needs after the european season to come back stronger for the sun next year
2: yeah i mean that was kind of my crazy uh you know if i wanted to have a hot take on it one thought that sort of crossed my mind uh sadly with the brianna stewart injury is like in some ways like while we want the WNBA to be her primary employment, like it's not right now. And so, <laughs> um, you know, obviously she's, you know, nice. I don't think she's going to be able to play really at all the European season either, but like, um, you know, you could almost argue that like you want someone to get given their all and, and getting hurt in the finals of the, of in Europe rather than in the WNBA. And I don't know what would have happened to her contract if she'd gotten injured you know seattle if she'd been on seattle got herself injured in the WNBA finals right now and couldn't play for the entire european season
1: yeah definitely would have been an interesting kind of different take to that
2: yeah so um but yeah no so it was amazing it was good basketball i forget who was talking about it at one of the press conferences it's like if you're not you know watching the series you're missing out but uh you know one thing i did want to talk about today was the ratings i tweeted a little bit about that um when richard deitch uh mentioned them in his article for the athletic richard deitch of course is a great reporters covered a lot of women's basketball and then interestingly um even more so he's like a media pundit i guess i don't know what he would call himself he's been very supportive of our work which i really appreciate and i always um you know like to read his stuff i find the the sort of media and business side of sports really interesting and so we had some really interesting data on viewership uh, and i guess you know sadly it's pretty unfortunate uh, he cited per Sports Media Watch that I think around 440,000 people uh, watched Game Five, which is actually down from uh, well over 500. Let's see if I can find that number while we're talking. But uh, yeah, five—I guess 519 people, 519,000 people watched the uh, Game Three clincher last year when Washington lost to Seattle. In over George Mason's uh, arena, right? So ratings definitely seemed down for the playoffs, even though they were up about seven uh, percent, I believe, for the regular season.
1: Yeah, I saw that as well. Definitely disappointing. I did think one point from that article that was interesting was that I mean, it, it was like what, the ratings were way down from Game Five two years ago, and it was interesting that it was a Wednesday night versus a Thursday night that it was this year, where you're competing, you know, with college football um, or Thursday night
2: football um, both right yeah, um, yeah and, and that's I think that's why I was on ESPN too is because ESPN had a college football game they're contractually obligated to show and it definitely had higher ratings than um, the WNBA finals did but they were contractually obligated to show that game on ESPN yeah it was like 907,000 people watched in uh, 2017 I definitely uh, watched a, a bit of that one I remember But um, so it definitely shows that you can have a much bigger audience. And I do think it speaks to, I I kind of had a little tweet thread about that. And that was one thing that I've thought all season. And I'll be really interested to see uh, what kind of impact uh, having Kathy Engelbert uh, in place is going to have as far as scheduling this year. It just seems like there's a huge opportunity to take advantage of windows like that, you know, not schedule against the NFL, not schedule against, um, you know, some of these other events, taking advantage of, Windows, you know, it'd be really interesting. Also, if there is a way for the NBA to, uh, you know, not schedule preseason games against, you know, some of the key WNBA games or do a little bit of flex scheduling. Uh, we talked last week. I, I personally am not all that affected by the ESPN, ESPN 2 decision, um, although Richard definitely thinks that that's critical. He's mentioned that a lot uh, publicly. So I'll definitely defer to him on that. And it seems to me that in the same way, uh, it'd be easier to find it on ESPN versus ESPN2, um, although like I said, I can find it on both, so it's not that hard. But by the same token, you could have done that uh, for the NBA as well. And so it would have been like a really interesting goodwill gesture, and they probably would have gotten a ton of good publicity if they'd flipped game five from ESPN to ESPN2 and um, said, oh, no, we want to make sure this the WMA finals game has a better Placement on cable than a preseason game.
1: Agree, especially because, like, I mean, NBA preseason it really doesn't mean that much. Most of the people are playing that are like starting that yeah. are people that might not even make the full rosters. So, yeah, it's definitely. I agree that that should probably could have and maybe should have been flipped to be on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I will say, though, that like there were numbers, um, I forget what they were at the top of my head, but it was something like 700,000 people watched that NBA preseason game on Tuesday, and only, I want to say it was like 350,000, that's a ballpark mm-hmm. number, watched uh, the game for, that you were uh, watching on the train. So, I mean, there were there was a lot of complaining, and I think justifiably so, and like I said, the NBA fans would have found it on ESPN, too, so it seemed like they had an opportunity there. But, uh, but it is, I mean, it is unfortunate that, you know, they do get better ratings for an NBA preseason game uh, than they do for the uh, WNBA finals. Agreed. So I'm trying to remember what some of the other windows were. Definitely. I mean, I think there's huge opportunity to do that during summer league. Um, one other thing that I'm pretty fired up about is I really think that. They should optimize the schedule a little more for television as opposed to um, kind of in arena tickets, because uh, even though I think it's a trade off, but I think they could optimize for television a little more. I really want to see them go to a much more regular schedule of like two games a night for six nights a week so you could still have monday off which is kind of the, the normal schedule uh and then and and you know that makes sense i think when monday night football's around i don't know if it's critical during uh the summer but it seems like every night you should have like one east coast game and one west coast game so that there's a game on maybe 8 to 10 and 10 to 12 eastern right or which would be let's not be too east coast bias. Uh, so that's five to seven and seven and nine right um West Coast Pacific time. Uh, And I think then, you know, just be a lot easier for people to watch the games. They would know the games are happening. I also think there's an opportunity to schedule the playoff games. Instead of playing double headers that you're playing in the earlier rounds, you have a game going every night. So I think having the days off uh, really hurts the WNBA
1: agreed I definitely agree with that for the playoffs and then for the regular season as well honestly like one of my pet peeves about the regular season schedule is when there's like five games on on Sunday and it's like okay that's my entire day if I want to watch all these games or they're like three games on at the same time and you're like okay well how do I pick which one to watch um so
2: yeah and I don't have as much of a problem with that because I think what's happening there—that you know—that's when you're optimizing for uh, tickets yeah. and you're getting people in the seats and and building fans for the long term. But I find it particularly frustrating when that happens. But also, there's just no game on on a random Wednesday night in right. July. Like how how is it that you know that WNBA fans don't have a, that have subscribed to League Pass don't uh, have a game to watch on on a random you know whatever Wednesday or Thursday night? I definitely remember tweeting about it there was a situation you know i think the teams want to have sunday games so there was definitely a weird situation where there was like games i want to say maybe on wednesday and then no games on thursday and like games on friday no games on saturday games on sunday no games on monday and then games again on tuesday and maybe i'm exaggerating and so that was one extra time But nevertheless, there were just like way too many dead days. And I think in the same way that that the commissioner talks about wanting the WNBA to be a year-round sport, I think it definitely needs to be an everyday sport during the WNBA season.
1: Definitely. Well, we had some technical difficulties there at the end, so that's going to be all for tonight. But as always, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Also, if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can contact us at podcast at HerHoopStats.com or you can reach us on Twitter at HerHoopStats. We always love to hear all of your suggestions for content or things you'd like to, us to talk about. And lastly, as always, make sure you, if you like our content here and on our stories, check out the website at HerHoopStats.com for all your NCAA stats needs. The season is just three, day, three weeks away, so definitely will be useful very soon thanks for joining me again aaron thanks for listening everyone